Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. There's a bunch of talent and a horrendous head coach. Mm. And he just says, oh, well, you know what? I'll replace a horrendous head coach. Be in the playoffs. And it was like knows? in college when I was at Sac State and I took a public speaking class. Um, I would always wait for the person who stood up and had a speech that was just awful. I mean, they're just sweating. They can't say their name. I'll go next. I love, you know, like, see what you're doing. I'm next. I'll go next. You know, he was terrible. I'm next. That's Harbaugh. He sees who's terrible, and then he goes, I'll go next. So a lot of talk that Harbaugh's going to uh, the Chargers. It's not necessarily official yet, but it looks like it's going to happen. And then I mentioned Tom Telesco. Telesco's a really good GM, and according to ESPN.com, uh, the Raiders are working to hire Telesco as their general manager, and... I think this is a good hire. I mean, he's 51. He was fired by the Chargers. He's a really good personnel guy. Yeah. He'd been the Chargers GM since 2013. They just dumped Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels. Um, and they rehired uh, Antonio Pierce. He went 5-4 and four down the stretch. He got the gig. Well, I mean, Max Crosby said, hey, if, if it doesn't go Man, to Pierce, I want to be traded. Badass Max Crosby. You're you know, right. That, he did Pierce a solid. Yeah, I think Davis was pressured into hiring AP. No, no shade at AP because he got those boys playing. But, yeah, I, I was like, what's taking so long? But, Larry, it's all good. But you can't tell me, Davis, had those demands not been um, – Crosby not came out with those demands. I, I think we – Raiders might have a different coach. Parties at P.F. Chang's yeah, in Vegas. Look at you. It's all on Mark. He, uh, he loves that place. And then uh, Eagles fire their O.C. Brian Johnson, but Sirianni's coming back. So Sirianni's back collapse. in Philly. Yeah. Brian Johnson, the O.C.'s out. They fired the D- O.C., the D.C. Isn't it interesting? People at the beginning of the year were like, Philly, watch out for them, man. They lost Jonathan Garman and Shane Steichen, two good coordinators. People were like, ah, no big deal. And they, got- they were 10-1. They backed it up, too, though, right. Larry. And they got off to this hot start. They're ten and one. They play the Niners. The Niners go in there, you know, wreck shop, and they just free falled from there. I, I mean, mean, it was stunning. Was, yeah, it was watching stunning. the Eagles yes, just. I mean, they. That's the thing. It's like lost to the Giants. I, loved, I took Detroit last week against the against Tampa because. Tampa wasn't impressive against Philly. That was all Philly. Philly's terrible at the end of the year. Yeah, no doubt. I did, too. Yeah. I got a little nervous, but they covered. Yeah, it yeah. covered. It covered. All right. Uh, 888-957-9570. Let's go back to the lines here. Sid's hanging out in San Bernardino. Sid. What's up, Sid? Hey, what's going on? Talk what's to going us. What's going on, Larry? How you doing, man? Larry. Larry. <laughs> Appreciate you. <ya. laughs> Hey, man, hey, I just want to give props to you, Larry, man. I've been on your show a couple of times on YouTube, and uh, 
want to say what's up, Guru? How you doing, bro? What's up, baby? Talk to us. I talked to you a couple of times, man. Uh, but hey, I just want to say this, man. Real business. You, you. Uh, I had, I had something going in before the call, but you, you had said, Larry, about okay, who would be at fault if we were to fall short, right? Yeah. Who's going to take the blame? So, Somebody always does, right? Yeah, yeah. Who who would take the blame, which we always do. You know, this is the world we live in. Somebody got to take the blame, right? Um, if Let's just say we fall short. It's going to be Kyle Shanahan. He just got an extension. One, but you think the fans are going to rain down a bunch of hate is what you're saying. No, yeah, exactly that part right there. I'm just saying like the that like that he's going to be the blame of that because for one, uh, going into this game with the uh, Detroit, we should be already uh, in preparation for this last game with Green Bay. That was a poor performance, which I was happy with. I barely just got my voice back. <laughs> but, it was a miserable game to watch, Sid. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, but a win is a win, right? Yeah. But what I'm trying to say is that if you don't learn from that game and we're in playoff uh, uh, surroundings, like, come on, bro. Like, what what does that what does that say about Kyle Shanahan? He he leads the he is he's leading the whole team, and then everybody else leads after that on the field. Well, and the bottom line is it's year seven, right? I mean, if it, if this were uh, the first year, second year, it'd be one thing, uh, but he ain't going anywhere, right? He just got an extension. Um, but for the fan, the Jackals, it would the heat would be on. It's gonna be yeah, it's gonna no be Shanahan. It. He, he's gonna keeping be a lot the job. And Stani always talks about that. Guru, it's not Super Bowl or bust because Kyle's not going anywhere. But I say in the the the, the, the court of public opinion, he would lose a lot, and Kyle could probably care less. But he would lose a lot of luster if somehow they don't get this done. But Larry, real quick, I wanted to ask your buddy too. What about if they Brock Purdy in the offense looks like the offense and they lose forty one thirty eight and this defense does pulls another last week uh, version of themselves? I, I think Kyle would be protected in the sense that Wilkes' unit Kyle doesn't oversee the defense. Or are you going to tell me? And I get it because people have. Well, he's overseer of the whole team. But if if the D has a bad outing that cost him the game and the offense showed up, then I think then I'm thinking just even from the fans. Okay, hey, now we can hone in on Wilkes, and I wonder if his job is in jeopardy. Well, it's interesting. I mean, I don't know if you looked at the Wilkes uh, Wikipedia, but I mean, he's been everywhere and back. I mean, the guy's had like twenty jobs in twenty three years. I mean, he go he he is truly a nomadic coach. He's he goes well, from A to B know. to C to D. Oh yeah, Steve Wilkes has been absolutely everywhere. In a way, I feel like it would almost be wrong if he got dumped though, because he didn't have a chance to come in here and run his own show. It, he didn't run. Well, now what does that mean? Like, did well, D'Amico and 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 Robert Sala have that chance? What does that mean? Well, he's not running his system. He's running the Niners' system. Um, he he's you know he he came here eyes wide open uh, to run their system. You know they they liked what they had up front with with Chris Kasarek and this wide nine defensive front. You know Kyle has a hard time defending you know uh, going against it as an offensive coach. Mm. He really likes it. They. 
didn't want to tear the whole thing down. They felt like they had momentum. So Steve came in and adapted to the Niners not to, you know, usually you go get a, a defense coordinator. You, you know, he brings in his system, but instead he adapted to their system. And then in the middle of the year, mm. when things weren't going well, Steve likes to coach from the bird's eye view. Why? Because he's a de- former defensive back at Appalachian State. So he wants to see the coverage. But the Niner players were used to having that voice on the sideline. And they said, Steve, no, you're not coaching in the booth. Now you're going to coach on the sidelines. So he's adapted to them all the way through. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if you look at where he's been, as I mean, he played as a player with the Charlotte Rage in uh, 1993. Right. Then we're talking about, you know, Savannah State, Illinois State. Appalachian State, East Tennessee State, Bowling Green, Notre Dame, UW, Bears in 2006 to 2008, uh, Chargers 2009-2011, a couple years there, Carolina 2012 to 2014, um, then he was the assistant head coach with Carolina, then he was in Arizona as the head coach in 2018, then he was in Cleveland in 2019, back at Missouri as the D.C. in 2021, Damn. Carolina Panthers 2022. Niners, you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, I ta- get it. We're talking about you know, um, and it's flyer miles. And I don't know. I mean, you know what? You know, and I don't want to. I don't want to say like, oh, that's des- definitely means something, or you know, he wears out his welcome. A lot of these could have been promotions. You know, I'm but not right. Yeah, it's not but necessarily. Where are we at? But it always makes you wonder. Is it the players or the coach? Because we're getting to the nitty gritty now. That if they have another subpar performance. I just just me by nature. I find it hard for you, Larry, and I'm not saying you are or Evan or anybody to tell me going into this season, all hands on deck. The Niners' defense was a, a, a position of strength collectively, regardless of who wasn't coming back. And you added Hargrave; he was under the Christmas tree. So. Eight months later, we're all ready to say, you know what, Goo? They lost this and that. Well, when they wrote that check for Bosa, I believe the Niners brass thought that was the anchor to a D that was going to cause havoc. So, and Larry, where I live, the sectors where I live in the Ute, my phone, oh, black on black time. Goo, are you trying to run the black coordinator out of the game? No, I'm fair. I'm just saying it's either Kyle or the defensive coordinator if they don't get their stuff right in a week. And I would tend to think, in the for, for my my experience in sports, sometimes the coordinators are the fall guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're gonna that, okay. So that here's the here's the thing. If the 49ers fall short, there's gonna have to be a significant pivot, right? Significant pivot. I don't know who that's gonna be. I don't know what that's gonna be. But it's not going to be Kyle Shanahan. No doubt about that. It's not going to be John Lynch. I, I got that. They just, they just, you know, Adam Peters has moved on, so Lynch is not going anywhere. Um, and Lynch just got an extension. It's not going to be Kyle Shanahan. First so. question to a possible defensive coordinator: Can you get number ninety-seven to get to the quarterback? In the playoffs. Like, that would be the first question for a D coordinator. You might laugh, but Larry, is there a connection? I, You know, I, is it on Kacerik? Is it on the front? Or is it on the back end? You know, I mean, uh, I'll say this. I like the way D'Amador Lenore is playing. And Charvarius Ward, when he can keep his feet, has looked pretty good. The rest of those guys don't look good. I mean, right now, Man. Logan Ryan doesn't, you know, he, he'd like to throw that film out. 
Um, he, he was like, you know, basically wasn't making tackles. Ambry Thomas tackling receivers. Tayshawn Gibson uh, a, a step late or falling to the ground. Jair Brown didn't get on the field. Uh, the rest, you know, I mean, a guy like Samuel Womack was a fifth-round pick. He was inactive this week. So, I mean, yeah, I, I think they're going to look to somebody who's going to help them on the back end. And on paper, it should be Wilkes. I threw out a crazy idea, and I know a lot of people thought I was absolutely nuts. But what does is Belichick want to be a head coach? Belichick's like in his seventies. There's all kinds of examples. He's got a second interview with Atlanta, but yeah, does yeah. he want to, does he want that? Does he want to be a head coach? Does he want that record? Does he want John, Don Shula's record, or does he just want to win another ring? Because I, you can pay him whatever you want. How about trying to pay wow. Bill Belichick? Now, He's you, tight with Shanahan. Now, why, not, why not pay Bill Belichick big cash and wow. say, hey, you're the best defensive backfield coach maybe in the history of the game? Man. Um, what Niner fan would say no to that? You got Womack. You got Brown. You've got Ambry. You got Lenore. You got Luter. You've got all these young DBs. You got Talanoa Hafanga. How about. You know, Bill Belichick cut him the fat check. I mean, you're going to have to have a significant pivot point to something major, and the head coach ain't going anywhere. The quarterback's not going anywhere, and and the general manager's not going anywhere. So I don't know what it is. I'm not sure what. But you're not mad at my thought process of just you you know. And again, I'm not pointing Wilkes out, but it is. I'm watching these games like, man, this is under your watch. Yeah, this is your unit. It's his it's his show on defense. And he had the high profile gaffe against the Vikings on the zero coverage yeah. on Jordan Addison at the end of the first half. But I think, you know, overall the forty nine er defense and Wilkes has done a decent job, but They've lost a lot of personnel that's good against the run, and they've replaced it with guys that aren't as good against the run. It's kind of selling out for kind of a pass rush deal, and now their pass rush is not getting home. So you went for hard watching it too. Yeah, I mean they're not getting home. They're not getting home. So now the NFL is an interesting thing too. It's like I kind of wonder if the wisdom is if is it right to throw all your money on defense into your defensive line in a league where it's so easy to neutralize a great defensive line by these three step drops and get the ball out. I mean, if you want to not have your quarterback sacked, you could te- you could drop three steps and and get the ball out all day. Uh, but then, can you dial up the coverage behind it? And is your de- is your coverage tied to your rush and so on and so forth? I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. But uh, the Niners, you know, the Niners are going are you know, I, I bet you anything. Jed York went to John and Kyle and said, you know what. I know you got your quarterback knocked out against Philly, but a quarterback it in quarterback and quarterback injuries are no longer going to be an acceptable excuse going forward for why you don't get uh, you don't contend for that six Lombardi. So I don't know what the Niner pivot point is going to be. Let's hopefully not have to think about yeah. negative thoughts on that front. Um, should we take one more here? Let's, let's do it. Let's go to Danker. Danker's been waiting patiently. Danker, Danker thanks for uh, being patient, man. Uh, no problem. Thanks, guys. Um, you know, for the people who have questions about Brock, um, it's the gridiron for a reason. It's chess, you know? And to me, the smartest play was when he, on the last drive, when he tucked the ball and he actually changed and stayed in bounds, you know? Um, when he ran, when he ran and cut it back inside and he took the hit. Exactly. The three or five or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, it took the hit like a stud, you know? And I don't know what these guys want. It's like every team runs a system. 
Um, I think if you say, oh, it's just a system quarterback, maybe you don't understand your system or whatever. Long story short, um, I think, you know, the quarterback is an extension of the head coach. And, you know, Jimmy was proving to make bad decisions. So people who compare Brock to Jimmy, it's like, I don't know what they're watching. Uh, to me, again, Brock's bad games are the wet ball thing. And the problem was Brock obviously hasn't acclimated to a glove. So I would say after this season, he should rock the glove from now on. Um, might sound crazy, but I wouldn't let Mother Nature be the X factor. Danker, let me know? just ask you this. That Raven game, which was a home game, there wasn't a drop on the field in regard to weather. Well, that first interception, Kittle flattened out his route. If he continues to the end zone, he pulls the safety. That's a touchdown. We have a hold. That's a 14-point swing, you know. There's a lot of little things that happen in these games that have huge outcomes. And Shanahan's smart enough to know to not run his team into a wall. And as far as Wilkes, I really think that Larry, you know, obviously, once again, you nailed it. The injuries have changed the way we're able to come at teams. We, uh, so my whole thing would be like, let's at least create some blitz bluffs. Because if we create any hiccup to get someone through, you know, that one hesitation could be everything. So that's kind of my... Uh, Your breakdown. Yeah. We hear you. Thanks, Danker. Appreciate the call, and it opens up line, 888-957-9570. Um, you know, on, on the hand thing, you know, it's not hand size. I'm looking at the hand size chart of all the NFL quarterbacks. Okay, if, But if, the ball slipped. Go ahead, Larry, because the, the ball, ball slipped I mean, out of his hand in Chicago. Remember that. He was luckily able to prounce on. So I'm not saying they're little, but something's up when the ball's wet. Who's got the biggest hands in the NFL? Quarterback-wise. Carson Wentz. Um, he just got a job. but yeah. see, no, That got Wentz. little hands, too, to me. <laughs> you said Carson Wentz. Yeah. You're very familiar with Carson Wentz's hand size. Oh, yeah, he was an eagle. Uh, let me see. Uh, he is on here somewhere. Oh, there it is. Yeah, 10-inch hands. So the biggest hands of any quarterback in the NFL are Jordan Love. Come on. Jordan Love. Ten-and-a-half-inch hands. Well, maybe that's why he wasn't having a problem throwing Ten-and-a-half-inch hands for Jordan Love. Russell Wilson. Ten and a quarter. So obviously hand size and height don't go Give hand Give me Lamar's. Hand. Lamar's hand size. He plays in bad weather and they having problems. Lamar's got six in chance. No, uh, no. <laughs> Lamar's got nine and a half. Okay. Nine and a half. And Brock, what did you say Brock was? Um, I don't even see Brock on here. I think Brock's are also nine and a quarter. Right. Same as Mahomes. But what was your Mahomes initial thought when you saw him, the glove? I didn't like it. We were talking about it well, yesterday. I, I talked to him earlier this year about it. He said, you know, he he does. He has worn a glove in college at times. Um, and, yeah, I'm not an advocate of going to the glove unless you really have a lot of experience with it. Because, I mean, you, you know, you... Ten and they, a now, the gloves are very tacky. Yeah. I mean, uh, nine you, and a quarter. There's Take a lot of tack on those gloves. I mean, if you're... Um, you know, touch receiver gloves, or yeah. if you have a kid who plays uh, high school football and you receiver. I mean, the, the gloves are incredible. We've seen some of the greatest wide receiver catches of all time. Oh, Beckham! Have happened. Beckham, that was because of the glove. Beckham, I believe. I ain't hating um, Odell. There was a yeah. the Steeler tight end. Uh, whoever this rookie tight end from Georgia I made a ca- catch at the combine last year that was just like he just caught the Spider Man stuff. It was just ridiculous. Yeah. And we got stuck in there. It was like what Lester Hayes. Uh, but you know, hand, you know, it's also about just you know how you. The one thing I've never seen is I've never seen what we saw in this game 
uh, this weekend, where Brock went back to pass and literally took his hand in the middle of a play and I, rubbed it on his pant that. leg to dry yeah. it off. So obviously Man. the moisture, he doesn't feel comfortable about There's the grip no that doubt. he's getting on the I, football. The, we were commended. He was commending Fox on just you know playing that back. But I'll say this: the glove was symbolic to me, Larry. Regardless if it worked or not, the something upstairs was going on for him to think he needed it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So already you were kind of at a disadvantage because you're hoping it works, and then he, he came back with it off. I was like, oh, my gosh, if I'm Green Bay, I'm loving this. Did you guys know that Jared Goff has smaller hands than Brock Purdy? And I never, By a half inch? I would have never known that. How'd you? Where'd you get that information? I just looked it up. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just joking. Right. Yeah, Jared Goff has has on the small inch, small hands. He's got nine inch hands. So, but you know who else well, has I, tiny little hands? Joe Burrow. And he, uh, who? Joe Burrow's pretty damn good. Yeah, no doubt, and he plays in weather. Yeah, Baker Mayfield, the smallest hands in the league. The smallest hand in the league is Taysom Hill, eight and three quarters inch hands. Then you have Burrow, Tannehill, and Goff with nine inch hands. Those would be the smallest. So there is, there is nothing to. It. Well, obviously, I don't know if there's anything to it. We know Brock doesn't like the wet ball, and it might not be because of hand size. He the feel, right? Yeah, the guys who have the biggest hands: Josh Allen, ten and eight and eighth; Aaron Rodgers, ten and an eighth; Russell Wilson, ten and a quarter. As I said, Jordan Love, ten and a half; uh, Gardner Minshew, ten and an eighth. Uh, so there you go. Josh Tr- Allen threw a ball in weather the other night, Larry, and he looked like Hercules. I thought the ball was going to go out the stadium. I'm like, dude, you might not win a damn thing, but you got a cannon. He's got a dude, absolute no, That's just cannon. ridiculous. Evan, the ball almost went out the stadium and he felt is. like he's here, and Diggs dropped it, but good God. <laughs> well, Jerry Sneed just absolutely shut down Diggs twice yeah, this he, year. You know what? I think Diggs, I'm ready to say, not overrated. In big game, you got to come up bigger if you're going to talk, man. Who do you like? Like, by the way, in the AFC game this weekend. Larry, I was rooting for Lamar. I thought it was destiny, but I, I think we're watching Michael Jordan in regard to uh, Patrick Mahomes. And I'll say this to Josh Allen. You may be Patrick Ewing. You may have just come up uh, Carl Malone, Barkley. You were just around at the wrong time because Jordan was there to just take your rings. And now that they got Rice back and guys are catching the ball, I expect him to go win that game in Baltimore. I do too. I can't. I hate that I'm saying that. But Jerry Sneed is going to take away Zay Flowers, and then it's Nelson Aguilar time? No. Come yeah, on. no, I, I Rashad Bateman. Yeah, no. I get it. No. And and the quiet be kept. Texans kept. Uh, I, I was like, hey, what's going on here, Lamar? I'm not blaming you, but they had him bottled up in that pocket a little bit of that game to where I'm like, oh, Lamar don't look comfortable. Who's, and then he started getting to the outside. By the way, in one more hand size, Trey Lance, nine and an eighth. So Cor- Purdy's were nine and a quarter. Uh, Trey Lance, who's 6'4", 220, 9 and Hashtag eight. random. I think Trey Lance is closer to playing in Dallas, and I know we're up against it, than we ever thought. Wouldn't that be something? No doubt about I'll it. I'll say this, and I've been on the record of saying this, and I'll stay with it. I'm going to be consistent. I like Trey Lance. You mean And that. I really yeah. do. And I think Trey Lance is going to have a significant NFL career. It's going to take a while. But he is going to figure it out. He's smart enough. He's athletic enough. He wants it enough. He'll figure it out. It may take a while. He'll get there. All right. We're going to take more more calls. Uh, 957-9570. Larry Kruger sitting in for Steiny with Goo on 95.7 The Game. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Al Shanahan has taken the Tin Man and Jimmy Garoppolo and got him to a Super Bowl. Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. Larry Kruger sitting in for Steiny with Guru today, having a good time. Yeah, get better, Steiny. Yeah, seriously, He's probably Steiny. coming out of, what do they call it when they put you under? Anesthesia? Yeah, <laughs> help me. Yeah. Those anesthesiologists make make bank. Yeah, make. Bank. I had one surgery in my life. My belly button stuck out as a youngster, and my mom mom didn't like it, so that was. All you the had time. an Audi. She wanted yeah, an yeah, Audi. Yeah. I woke up. I go, what the hell happened to me? Bandage <laughs> on my stomach. How's the yeah. how's the belly button? No, that's how me now. Yeah. Are you what much? What's going on here? <laughs> are you much better? You yeah. much better now with an innie and an yeah, Audi? Yeah, with the innie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want the Audi. Uh, not Science a bad, not a bad matters. car, not a bad car, but I don't know. Belly button watch. Um, yeah, well, you know, we've had a good time, and we've uh, we talked a lot of football today. Yeah. But um, and we got the boys coming up here. This is our short segment. You want to take another call, call or two? Yeah, yeah. I'm men of the people. Let's do that. Let's go to Eddie in San Jose on ninety five seven. The game. What's up, Eddie? What up, what up, guys? How y'all doing? This hey, afternoon? hey, doing great. Hey, hey, yeah. I just want to talk about um, how how all the slander Brock Purdy's getting. And you know what? I got a question for the fellas, and this is straight up answer it. If the Niners had the number one pick this this draft, are y'all taking Caleb Williams? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I would yeah, take Caleb. Yeah. That's no slighted Brock Purdy. I don't know. I mean, all these quarterbacks. On, it's, it's hard. On, I, I'm, a, a, I'm a Michael Penix fan. And he's and he's developing guys, you know, he's developing. I'm gonna give it to him. But you know what? He, you see the limitations. You see it, you know, he he's a game manager. He, he doesn't wow you with the throws, but he makes the re- good reads. You know, you can't knock that, you know. But at the same time, man, you know, I just I just think, you know, I hope to God that those Niners win the Super Bowl because I got money on them. But at the end of the day, you know, if they if, if if they screw up and it's on Brock Purdy, it's the same thing that happened with Garoppolo two seasons ago when they're or a couple of seasons ago when they were at the Chiefs. So, you know what I'm saying? 
I, I, I have more confidence. I mean, I'll say this. I, I used to interview Greg Cosell all the time. I we like talk you. about Brock Purdy yeah. all the time. Or all about um, Jimmy Garoppolo. And he would always say, you know, it's funny. We get in these areas now where you can say a guy sucks without saying he sucks. It used to be like, ah, that guy can't hit a lick. Yeah. Now it's like, oh, there's too much swing and miss in this game. You know, and it used to be, ah, that quarterback's garbage. He's trash. Now it's like. He's not a great late-in-the-down thrower, you know? I mean, it's like... And so Greg used to say that repeatedly about Garoppolo, which basically means if he didn't succeed with the play that Kyle Shanahan uh, called and he had to go to go, go through his progressions, that bad things were on the horizon, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's exactly what I it was. Las Vegas, Jimmy. Yeah. I mean, I think... Uh, you know, I understand that people want to call Brock a system guy, but Brock can make plays out of structure. I mean, we just saw it in the Commanders game where he pointed to Ayuk and threw him a dime in the end zone. Yeah. It was a beautiful escape. So he can make plays out of structure. Is he? Is he Lamar? Is he Mahomes? Is he uh, Josh Allen? No, he doesn't have that kind of skill set. Uh, but he's not a system guy who like you call the play. If the play doesn't work, it's time to throw it into and the let's turf. Let's put the right on the table real quick before you grab that. Next call brought to you by Atco. The bottom line is, I think his his quarterback mannerisms are way better than Jimmy. Way better. Uh, okay, that we already know. But what was Jimmy's claim to fame? My win loss record, and I took my team to a Super Bowl. So that kept Jimmy afloat for a long while, and rightfully so. But then I think people saw in big moments the Super Bowl. The ball might come out. He'd make the wrong read. The Jimmy O no throws. The pitter patter like, feet. Yeah, like a coupon, the nervousness. The and expired. Yeah, and. I don't think Brock's there at all. And I'll say this for Brock in regard to if you think Kyle loves him. Like you said, to throw 39 times in a monsoon, I'm just saying, in bad weather, I mean, that's the biggest compliment my coach could give me. That many trust him. And how much? How many times did we see him come out of the empty set? Larry, I, I'm thinking like, damn, Kyle, you think you got Peyton Manning back there where you're telling the defense I'm chucking it. Yeah, well, and, and and you know what? If you looked into the numbers, like before that Green Bay game, Green Bay was like like seventh or eighth worst in the entire league against the empty. So I knew there was going to be a bunch of empty, but he, they had empty sets on like four of the first seven pass plays. Um, it, it was an awful lot. Yeah, he put the ball in Brock's hands. There's he no question. Do that. He has shown a confidence in Purdy that he never showed in Garoppolo. That's for sure. Jose's in Oakland on ninety-five-seven. The game. Hey, guys. Hey, hey. Sorry about that. No problem. What's up? Okay. Uh, with Brock Purdy, why he is or why he's not? I'd rather have Brock Purdy going in and win me a Super Bowl than to have Justin Herbert sitting at home watching the game. Okay? It does not make any difference to me that whether he wows you with his throws or not as long as he wins games and does what he does. That's why, <coughs> excuse me, as far as the defense works, um, granted, he had to adjust to what we had. But if anything, I would have to say the defense has regressed under his uh, coaching. Mm. They used to the defense is his show, and his show right now is stale. It's always the same. It never changes. I don't see any creativity. I don't see any, you know, exotic blitzes, anything to go against these rookie, uh, rookie quarterbacks. If he goes in and plays, uh, whether it be Mahomes or, or Lamar Jackson in the Super Bowl, if we make it there, and he doesn't change, and he prepares the same way that he prepared against Green Bay, we're going to lose that game. I hear you. The only I hear thing you. that has saved this season is, is the fact that we have some of the best defensive players in the league. Biggest problem for the Niners this weekend, Lions run offense, number 6 EPA. Niners run defense, number 26 wow, man. EPA. Let's man. squeeze in Steve and Fresno before the uh, break here. What's up, Steve? 
What's going on, Coog? How we doing, buddy? Ah, oh, doing great, man. Having a great day here with Goo. Oh man, you know I'm formerly known as Niner Gang too, man. I'd be following you everywhere, Coog. I appreciate you, man. <laughs> hey, uh, question for you guys, man. Uh, on this good old Brock Purdy subject, I'm just gonna keep the train rolling. Um, do we think Brock's, you know, struggles against Green Bay was that more of you know the weather, or was that more of a rust factor throughout the team? That's a great oh, man, question. Man. I think it's I think it's rust. I really do because he it's it he looked and also I didn't love the I didn't love the play calls to be honest. I didn't love the I didn't love the the pass heavy scheme, um, and I didn't like the fact that he seemed like he was in the gun a lot. I didn't like the fact that his feet seemed like they were planted in cement at the top of the drop. It seemed like when Brock looks good, it's when his feet are moving. I would like to see Shanahan move the pocket a little bit, um, but I. Think I think it has to do with rust. I mean, they were he Baltimore was off for three scored weeks. thirty-four, but you're right, two weeks. But they mailed the last game against the Rams. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you're Baltimore right, had weeks. a great game plan. I thought McDonald, the DC for Baltimore, had a great game plan. He blitzed off the edges. He dropped guys into the middle. And let's give let's give Baltimore credit for what they have. They got awesome safeties, and they got awesome in Queen they and are, Roquan and Hamilton and Stone. Oh, they're stacked in the middle, man. Absolutely stacked. Thumpers. All right, appreciate it. Appreciate the phone call. All right, we're going to take a uh, timeout here, right? We're taking yeah. a little break right here. We'll come back. Uh, Mark Willard out today. FP Santangelo yeah. in. We're going to have uh, FP and and Dibs stepping Larry, in you here got, next. Before we go, you got to demonstrate because uh, you were just telling your guy there about the feet. You demonstrated in the green room. This was great. It was like John Madden. Rest in <laughs> peace. No, but seriously, you illustrated what Brock usually does with his feet, and I'm just wondering. Why you think it? I know we're up against it, forty-two. But why you think he got away from that, or was that just pressure? Like, why did why did, How did he not know he wasn't doing that? It was the first time I've seen Brock Purdy's feet look like Jimmy Garoppolo's feet. Wild. Jimmy Garoppolo sometimes would have pitter patter. I know what feet, you're talking about. And sometimes his feet would be locked. And I don't know if it was the pressure, the field, the conditions, the uh, the twenty. I think the you know it's a rhythm. He is a rhythm player. And he was out of rhythm. There's no question about it. All right, we will talk to the boys coming up next on 95.7 The Game. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.